the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, a magnificent door of opportunity has been opened to all of us to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with a God who saved us. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is open and made available to all of us, not many of us have walked through to enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with me and you. One of the reasons why is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. There are things that the Word of God says that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. Pathways that each and every one of us can and should follow that'll get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So come on, and let's learn a little bit more today about some of those pathways to a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word I'm about to bring to thee that I'm telling you is going to be a blessing to you. And hopefully it'll be able to aid and assist you in stepping into this wonderful thing that God got planned for you. Of course, we're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. And that is pathway to increase intimacy with God. Pathway to increase intimacy with God. Because the Father desires us to increase our intimacy with him. And he has beckoned us and invited us to be able to increase our intimacy with him. Remember, the year 21 and 2 is a year of increased intimacy with, between God and you. It's a year where things are supposed to get personal between God and you. And hopefully you, many of you have been taking advantage of that and been, been involved in that. And praise God. And it's been getting real personal too. Praise God. Amen. Now the only question is, what do we do when it gets personal? Hallelujah, because a lot of us run into what it is that God is dealing with us about, and we want to run about and run away from what it is he has to say. But no, draw closer to the Lord. Get closer to the Lord, because there's something that he has in store for you on another day. Come on, have a need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that today. And I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good. That's if you got an ear to hear what the word of God has to say. And if not, well, it's always good to see you in church. Praise God. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 13. We're going to read our foundational text. Then we'll move on into today's information. Come on, hear hear what he's going to say to you. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It reads, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. 
But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me? And Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, did what he told him to do. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know that it is an account of Jesus Christ, our elder brother, when he entered into the ministry that God had in store for him to come and save me and you and do everything that it is that he needed to do so that we can be able to live out the life that God's got planned for me and you. That life that he ordained even before the foundation of the world. That life that he ordained even before this was a little piece of dirt that would twirl. Before there was even a world that we live in on the day, God had already had something planned for me and you on another day that we would be able to live out the life that he has in store for me and you. Of course, we know that man failed because of what Adam did. But thank God for Jesus Christ, the second Adam, because he came and did what he did to be able to undo what the original Adam did so that we can then be able to live out life like we supposed to did. Amen. Praise God. But that's who, who he is. We're talking about Jesus Christ here, our elder brother, our elder brother like none other, who, number one, came and reconciled us back to the father. And number two, began to live his life as an example to me and you so that we can know what we need to do so that we can live out the same kind of life that he did, too. Because the Bible says that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. But the, and he came to his own and his own received him not. But to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He gave us the power, the right, the privilege, and authority to be called sons of God. I got any sons of God in the house? Well, we found out Jesus was, the father speaking of Jesus said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We know that that word son is the word huyo, which means son, but it doesn't tell you what kind of son he is. Praise God. Because anybody that got kids know that you can have good kids and not so good kids. You can have some kids that's all up under you and kids that's so far away from you that you don't even know that they're your kids if, if you didn't check the birth certificate from time to time. Praise God. Well, so it is with God. Because God has children, many children throughout this world. But you, don't, but you have to find out which kind of child they are. Because we found out as a huyo, as a son, you can either be an immediate son or a remote son. You could either be a close son or you could be a distant son. And unfortunately, God has too many distant sons in the midst of his household, too many distant sons in the midst of his family. But God wants us to now become beloved sons, just like Jesus was. Jesus was a beloved son. We found out that word beloved means dear. And we found out he was dear because he was near. He stayed near to God. And that's what God is inviting me and you to do, too, is to be sons just like Jesus and draw near to him so that we can be able to benefit from the things that Jesus made available to us as a result of what he did for me and you. We became sons of God. Praise God. Just like Jesus is. But we can get a chance to live out the same kind of life that he lived out too. And that is an abundant life. That's what God's got planned for me and you. But in order for that to happen, we need to become near sons, dear sons, like God wants us to do. That's why he's inviting me and you to draw closer to him. Turn to James chapter 4, please. James chapter 4. This is the word that God gave us this year. That he wants us to draw near. Nearer, 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 my God, to thee. That ought to be the heart breath of both you and me. Whereas we want to draw closer and closer and closer as we do. Because that's what he wants. That's what he desires of me and you. It's enough time out for all this. We want this from God. God said, now I want something from you. Now I need you to draw close to me and come on and do what I want you to do. James chapter 4 verse 7. 
He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Of course, that's an invitation that God has given me and you. He wants us to submit yourselves, therefore, to God. We've been learning that for a few years now. Then you need to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We're right outside of the time of exaltation right now. Praise God. I can hear the clock ticking, ticking. It's closer to it was yesterday because we're getting closer and closer to that time that he said in his word what he was going to do for you and me on that day. That day that he was going to exalt us and raise us up above all the nonsense and the foolishness that's going on in the middle of our lives so that we can then step into the life that he's always had planned for me and you. That's those of us who've been listening and learning to humble ourselves like he told us to do, to bow our will and bow our way to what he has to say so that we don't get sucked into situations and circumstances that might happen to me and you and react and respond to what's going on rather than what God said to me and you. But we're learning to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. A few of us are learning to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. I'm hoping more and more people learn to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God. Because there's an exaltation waiting on you. God wants to raise you up and yours up and so that y'all can be able to do what he put you on this earth to do. He said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Praise God. It's time to learn to start resisting. Praise God. And quit assisting. Because a lot of us are assisting the devil. Praise God. Rather than resisting the devil. But I thank God that that ain't us. Because we are close sons, intimate sons that have learned how to resist the devil just like our elder brother Jesus did too. He told us to draw nigh to God and told us what will happen is that God will draw nigh to you. But he also told us to do something else too. And that's to cleanse ye hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded. Why that? Because our hands and our hearts are two things that's in the way of us receiving and achieving all that God has in store for me and you. Our hands and our hearts. Because in our hearts is foolishness. Praise God. Whereas we, we don't mind dumb stuff. We don't mind getting involved in dumb stuff. We don't mind, we don't mind dumb stuff. Praise God. We, in fact, some of us want more dumb stuff. Praise God. But God said, no, I need you to draw nigh to me. And then after you draw nigh to me, you're going to need to cleanse your hands and cleanse your heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now you're saved already. Those of you who have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and seven. Savior, heaven is your home, and you're headed there soon. Praise God. Hey, man, don't get nervous when I say that, man. I'm talking about, you know, eventually. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about. But, but at the same time, you're still living here on earth. You're still a son of God on earth. And you're supposed to be representing your family here on earth. And God wants us to begin to start cleansing our hearts so we can represent the family like we're supposed to and live this thing out like God has planned for me and you because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth's going to speak and then that's what's going to determine what's going to frame world frame your world in which you live hey man or whether you're going to have to find another world in which to live because it's going to be dependent on what you do and what you say so we got to learn how to humble ourselves and line ourselves up with what God has to say God wants us to cleanse our hearts and he wants to get rid of our double mindedness praise God because many of us are still double-minded about, yeah, I think I want to do what God said, but no, I don't. Yeah, yes, I do. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, I do. God said, come on, come on, come on. Why halt ye between two opinions? If Satan is God, go ahead and serve him. But if I'm God, then serve me and just do what I tell you to do because it'll be better for thee. Well, we've been learning about that, praise God, so that we can begin to start lining our lives up with God like he wants us to. Because we found out since Jesus was without sin, then God wants us to learn to live without sin. He said, learn to live without sin. It's a learned behavior. Praise God. Was you learn to be able to say yes to God, no to the devil. We found out that God don't like no sin. Just like God don't like no ugly, God don't like no sin. Praise God. And we found out if we're going to walk with him, then we need to agree with God. Which means that if he don't like it, we don't like it. 
That means if he hate it, we hate it. That means if he can't stand it, we can't stand it. And if he don't do it, we don't do it. Praise God. And we made a decision. We're going to do that because God gives us a word that allows us to be powerful enough to be able to do that. Because we found out if we're going to be close to God, then we've got to cease from doing all this evil that we're doing. Praise God. Amen. We found out last time we got together, which was powerful. If you were not here, oh, Jesus, get that CD or tape. I'm telling you, it'll be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. We found out that we who are intimate sons don't like what our father don't like. That is, if, if our love is going to be with, 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 without dissimulation. Because we found out that there's many of us that used to walk, to walk, used to, I said, used to walk around with dissimulation for love and stuff like that. We found out dissimulation is a $75 word for fake. We had fake love for God. Well, we pretend like we love God. But God said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what I say to do. Praise God. And God said, I want you to love me with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's what God told us to do. One of the ways we found out that you, that, 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 that kind of love is really there is that you will abhor evil and cleave to that which is good. You will abhor evil. You will detest it utterly. You will detest it completely. And, and, and you'll do what? Cleave to that which is good. Stick to, adhere to that which is good. And don't let anything separate you or break you up like it is that it's trying to do. Well, we found out, praise God, that we who love God hate evil. Amen. And we found out we don't just hate it. But we hate it personally because God told us that he wants us to begin to start treating it like it's our enemy, like it's our foe, not our friend, not something that's going to stick with us all the way to the end, that we're going to keep sending all the way up to the time we leave earth and then we're going to go to heaven and live better. No, God said, I want it to start right here. I want heaven to start on earth for you right now. Is anybody hearing me? Well, we've been learning how, praise God, and that's to get that word up in your heart like you're supposed to so that God could be able to live this thing through you like he wants to. Turn to Amos chapter 5, please. Amos chapter 5. We'll dive into today's stuff, which I'm telling y'all is going to be a tremendous blessing to you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Amos chapter 5. Hosea, Joel, Amos. Praise God, Andy. <laughs> Amos chapter 5. We're going to start reading here at verse 14. Because it shows you something powerful right here. That is that as intimate sons, we're expected by our father, God, to hate evil and to love good. This is God's expectation of me and you is to hate evil and to love good. And that's something God has an expectation of us. He really expects something out of us. Amen. And this is what he expects of us. Come on, let's read it. We'll start reading verse 14. It reads, seek good and not evil that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. Now, we want God with us. Some of us want God with us. And we don't just mean like he up in there because he always going to be up in there. Whether you do wrong, do right, you're a born again believer. You are the dwelling place of the living God. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he's going to be with you all the way to the end. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So we're not talking like, you know, that we're going to put him out or nothing because you can't put God out. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be silly. I'm talking about putting God out. Don't you? We don't. We, you can't put God out. God's in you regardless. He's going to stick with you even while you're crazy. He's going to stick with you and be with you even while you're lazy. Praise God. God's going to be with you regardless. But that don't change the fact that he got expectations of us. And one of, the, one of them is for us to seek good and not evil. 
And I like this. And he tells you why. That ye may live. See, we want to live. Some of us want to live. That word live right there means live whether figuratively or actually. Whether figuratively or actually. That means no matter what kind of life God has in store for you, we want it. We want life like God wants us to have it. That's why we see good and not evil. Because we want God to be with us. That's why we see good and not evil. Because he tied directly that God being with you is based upon your seeking good and not evil. He says, now seek the Lord, hallelujah, like you're supposed to. And you shall live. That's verse that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's verse 6. Praise God. Let's go back to verse 14. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. See, once we find out what good is and what evil is, we're from that point forward to do what verse 15 tells us. And that is hate the evil and love the good. And establish judgment in the gate. It may be. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Now, now he told us what we ought to do is hate evil. Once again, you already found out that that word hate means hate personally. It means to hate personally because remember 21 and 2 is the year of increased intimacy between God and you remember it's a year when it get when it gets personal between God and, and, and you where it gets personal between God and you well 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 it's also supposed to get personal with anything that could come between God and you that if there's anything that could come between God and you you're supposed to hate that personally you why because that's evil because ain't nothing supposed to get between you and God I said, ain't nothing supposed to get between you and God. Because the relationship that God has with you was, 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 was it's supposed to be a close relationship. And ain't nothing supposed to get between God and you. Especially something that God hates. If God hated, well, you should consider letting it go because you don't want nothing that's going to cause God to go. Does that make sense? Because remember, we're supposed to be married to what God said to us. Just like married folk. Married folk keep one another. Amen. Come on, give me a big amen. Why is only the single people saying amen? Praise God. <laughs> Married folk keep one another. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. We made a covenant with one another. Said I'll be with you. Not through good times and bad times. And worse. What the brother say? And worse. Because sometimes it gets worse than bad. Praise God. But one thing's supposed to be certain. Death, taxes, and we're going to be there. Y'all laughing. Why? Because the relationship between husband and wife is the closest relationship on earth that mirrors the relationship between the Godhead. And Jesus don't turn his back on the Father. Holy Ghost don't turn his back on Jesus. God don't turn his back on us. And we don't turn our back on one another. And we flat out don't turn our back on God. And if we find out something causes God problems, then it becomes a problem to us. It's personal. From that point forward, it becomes personal. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Mm -hmm. That's why we don't just not sin. We hate sin. Personally. We don't just 
not want to sin. Well, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. No, we hate it personally. See, all we have to do is find out what our father considers to be sin. And from that point forward, we take it personal. We take it personal. See, one of the reasons why it's not difficult for some folk is because they haven't taken it personal yet. It's just an idea, a concept, some kind of thing that Pastor Prison teaches or something like that, you know. Something that gets in the way of my good sinning, praise God, you know, because anytime I get ready to do my little good sinning, I think about what he said, and dang, they go to in that church again, talking about living right. They go in that church again, talk about doing right. Uh, I, I know what I need to do. I need to leave that church alone. That's what I need to do, because I want to hold on to my foolishness. I want to hold on to that. God said, no, 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 no. That's not what's going to let you have the life that I have in store for you. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know what you need to do. And God's trying to tell us what we need to do so that we can step into the life that he has in store for me and you. Let that go. He said we ought to hate evil and love good. That's what he said. Hate the evil and love the good. That word love right there means have affection for. Which means we ought to have affection for good. That we all hugged up with good. Come on now. We, we, sweet, we talk sweet nothings to good. We be blowing in good's ear. Oh, I like being with you. Oh, I'm so glad I found you. Oh, oh, oh. You are the be- one of the best decisions I ever made. And now that I found you, I'll never, ever, ever leave you. So we're supposed to have affections for good. Y'all still laughing. But watch this. Have, hate the evil, love the good, and here's another thing to do. Establish judgment in the gate. Establish judgment in the gate. Now he's telling us that we need to establish judgment in the gate. That word judgment right there is talking about a verdict. That's pronounced judicially. It is a verdict. That is pronounced judicially. Well, God, our father is the righteous judge who has already perused all the evidence. And not just evidence like a natural judge does, because he can look from the end to the beginning and he can see everything that happens in between. And he can see your end later on down the line. If you make the wrong decision, he can see how things are going to turn out where you can't see that they're going to turn out. You think you're about to relieve yourself with what you're about to do. But God said, no, you're about to jack yourself up and jump out of the frying pan into the fire. That's why I want you to let me judge this, what you should do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learn a little bit more about the intimate relationship that God wants to have with all of us. I hope that you learn even more about the pathways that we can take to have that increased intimacy that God wants to have with us. So let's accept the word of God as truth and let's take the pathways to the increased intimacy with God that he's laid out for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christensen. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. 
where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. Especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half the pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on through and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with and without your boo. And remember, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.